This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pretty as a midsummer's morn, they call her Hi everybody, this is your cousin Brucey, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now... Not confidential. Here's Cousin It. Do you think Sherwood kept certain backgrounds on the characters rather vague on purpose? Uh, so we wouldn't focus on, on, you know, where these people came from. Because I think we only knew the uh, political persuasions of Mr. Hal because he expressed that he was a Republican. Yeah. So we don't know anybody's politics, religion, or... Uh, uh, oh, and we know, the, we know that a couple of the characters fought in World War II. Right. Yeah, and so we know their, you know, kind of point of view from that, that But it seemed that the focus of the show was the present, yeah. the now, and the future getting off the island. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. That is a very good point. Why get wrapped up in all this who they were is about who they are now and where they're going. Exactly. But 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 the characters are pretty well established. Yeah. And oh, even yes. though Ginger kind of saddled up and who knows what she did to get apart, you didn't dislike her. No. But we couldn't show my navel. My shorts are going up for auction, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> Ginger couldn't show her cleavage. Sherwood had to come down only three seconds every episode or something, and he was always on the set saying, no, lift up the dress, pull the shorts down, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think, I think there was a, a censorship that gave us a Pollyanna kind of point of view. I don't know if you, if you did it now what it would be. I don't think you'd have multi-partners in bed and all of that. I don't think you would. I don't think you need to. Well, it would, no. prob- it would probably be more along the lines of what we see with Survivor, which is sort of the flip yeah. side of, of Gilligan's Island. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I, I always find it, uh, I guess it would be ironic, that so many people dismiss the show as as stupid. And it was probably it was so way, smart. It was way smarter than oh, yeah. people realized. Yeah, and I, I always found that funny because I had heard stories that Sherwood Schwartz used terms like microcosm, <laughs> which went over so many executives' heads, and at the same time they mis- dismiss it as stupid. It's like... You know, the guy who created this created something very special, very unique. And uh, it turns like micro, uh, microcosm. Also, every problem they faced, they had to meet the challenge and intelligently figure it out. And, and get along together doing it. And when, they, when the network thought it was the stupidest thing until they showed it to the audience. And it was the highest rated whatever they do when they test them. And they, they couldn't ignore it. They had to put it on the air. Yeah, for years I've heard people refer to Gilligan's Island, or some people refer to it as a children's show, which I never got. It's so much more sophisticated than that. Children could uh, enjoy it, but so can the rest of us. And there was always a message. It, it, as silly as it could be, there was always a message. Why do you think the show continues to appeal to so many people today? Well, the first place, there's no cars or clothes that date it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's it. And I think it's humor. I mean, you still laugh at Charlie Chaplin. You still laugh at the Three Stooges. It's the kind of humor, and I think Bob Denver was brilliant with his physical comedy. When I look at it, I think he just fell down those holes and out of trees, and he was just like he had no bones in his body. And the casting was brilliant. I think that the contrasts of all of us were very strong. 
And I think there was love on the set, and I think you saw that. I mean, we'd say, oh, my God, you got a gorilla. You know, we're now competing <laughs> for Miss Castaway, or you've got a, a surf boy that surfed on and surfed off. You don't question it. You don't question that at all. You know, but you, but you love the interaction. And, and there were some pretty, pretty, pretty interesting people. The guy in jail with a pigeon and, and the artist and Don Rickles, the thief. And, I mean, there were some pretty interesting guest stars. And we loved the dream sequences, of course, where we got to be all those other characters. Yes. We had a good time, and I think you sh- it showed. I, I would like to continue this good time, but we have to let uh, Don. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I hope uh, you'll come back and visit us one night on TV Confidential. I would absolutely love it, and thank you so much for promoting the book. I'm very proud of it, and I'm so glad you read it. Thank you. Don Wells is the author of What Would Mary Ann Do? A Guide to Life that is available in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Don-Wells.com, and wherever books are sold online. You know, growing up, Gilligan's Island was such a big part of my life, and I think if you told me as a child that one day I'd actually get to talk to Marianne or Don Wells, well, okay, I wouldn't have believed you, but I think I would have been so excited. I think part of, part of the beauty of sitting down with you guys is kind of meeting my past in person. Well, it is, it, it's fun. I mean, um, and I've said this before, it's not only is it fun to meet some of the people who are responsible for a lot of the memories in our childhood for those of us who grew up yeah. with television, but also a chance to learn who they are outside of that yes. show because just as often that is as interesting as, you know, to, to get to know them a little bit as a person. And, and, and as we said before we started recording, what I love about Dawn's book is that you feel as if she's sitting in the room chatting with you. Yes. She's very personable, very, very, da- very down to earth. She was Marianne. She was. She was yeah. Marianne. And I, I like how she has heard the way she defines Marianne. Yeah. You know, it's she's not the farmer's daughter. She's not the girl next door. She is elements of that, but there's much more uh, to who she is. And and I just liked her perspective that how, you know when she got off the island, what would she be doing after being influenced by all these different walks of life? Could she ever go back to the farm? Actually, if we could work in one extra plug for Don's book, Don ends her book by asking the question, what do you think Marianne would do? And she invites the listeners, she invites mm-hmm. the, the readers, the readers yeah. or in our case, the listeners, to contact her through don-wells.com and weigh in on what you think she would do. I like the idea of if she went into politics, you know, uh, I, I, I would like to think she would be a little more Hillary. Than oh, yes. So I, I would I think so. so. <laughs> I, I think, you know, just off the top of my head, I think Mary Ann is, was very well versed in conflict resolution. She probably, at her age, you know, at the time of the show, she probably was not familiar with the concept necessarily of conflict resolution, but she was well, very spent, good you at spent it. Fifteen years out in the middle of nowhere with the same people. I mean, yeah, you, you have you have she, to get. Good I'm at sure conflict. she. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she was because she could come into an argument and just stand there and patiently smile and then say a couple of words. And the people who have many more years on her, have much more education, much more life experience, realizes. She had. She came in presenting a simple solution to you know a problem, or just make them look look absurd. And uh, I think one of the, the the sweetest episodes was the one with Gilligan's Diary, where she puts everyone in their place when she actually read a few excerpts 
when uh, people had all sorts of crazy illusions what Gilligan could be writing about, and he was actually very sweet, and she kind of just took everyone down. And, uh, yeah, she's adorable. She is, yeah, Marianne, but it is, uh, I think there's a lot more than, than a cute face and uh, Midwestern disposition. And just uh, something else personal as a performer, getting to talk to Don Wells, sure, she will always be Marianne, but then I was reminded that, yes, she had a career before Gilligan's Island, and she has had an incredible career after Gilligan's Island, especially uh, she's, she, her body of stage work is impressive. 60 stage productions, more than 60 stage productions, everything from, as we mentioned in our open, everything from Neil, uh, Neil Simon to Noel Coward. She's done musical. She, she, she did musical, you know, her, she, uh, she jokes in the book, she did her first musical at the age of 40. And she That's a, brave. That, mm-hmm. that is brave, and she has a couple of stories that relate to that, which we'll share, which we'll save for the, which mm-hmm. we'll save for the but book. But I think she's also unique, and, and probably Bob Denver would fall in this category, too. When she started on Gilligan's Island, she was working with people who've had careers that were longer than her lifetime mm-hmm. at this point. So, you know, for some of them, Gilligan's Island was something that was happening, you know, in the third act of their life, where mm-hmm. with Dawn, it was happening, to, you know, closer to the, the first beginning. act. Yeah. Uh, you know, so she had, uh, you know, she was very young, and then the rest of her life would be influenced by Marianne, where Gilligan's Island, for some of the other older performers, was, you know, one, one stop on, on the long journey. A very important stop, a, very, a memorable stop, a not very, to diminish it. And very, impo- and very important stop, and, you know... Uh, to, to to some extent, um, in, in the case of Alan Hill, for example, mm-hmm. he uh, while he continued to act after the show, I mean, he sort of uh, we've talked about this on the program. Uh, Dawn talks about it in her book. He embraced that character. Yeah, he yes. was the skipper. Yeah, he even named a restaurant called Yeah, Skipper, skipper Alan Hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know it it makes me think also. You know, uh, not only is Gilligan's Island turning fifty, the Munsters also turned fifty. Al Lewis was forever grandpa. Forever grandpa. You know, and you have certain ca- some, some of these actors. That, yeah, people know me as this. They love me as this. I'm going to own this. And uh, they were still able to have uh, prosperous careers and do other stuff. And, uh, you know, they may say, oh, we want to see the skipper in this movie but or this TV show. And, uh, well, you know, he, my dad still refers to Sean Connery as 007. 007. Oh, 007 was great in The Hunt for Red October. It was, you know, so it's it's... It's one of those things. They, they they own it, and if that's what people love them for, so great. She produced a couple of uh, movies for television, one of which I believe was based on Steve Cox's book that he wrote with Russell, uh-huh. uh, Behind the Scenes of Gilligan's Island. Yes, yes. She also did a book on Batman based on Adam West's book uh, called Back to the Batcave, mm-hmm. which is fun. It's a fun little movie. And those two, remember, those, everybody was doing a movie like that, yeah. and a lot of them were, I thought, taking them way too seriously. I'll, I'll, I'll be polite and not mention, but we knew that there was a series of these movies, and I think sometimes people would watch them because there was a certain camp value to them. And I think when Don Wells did hers and when the Back to the Batcave came out, I think they understood what they were doing, and they were having fun, and and, and it showed. Mm. They weren't, you know, you're not going to do a documentary on making, you know, a biopic on making the monkeys and make it sound like they're storming Iwo Jima. You know, it just... Well, well, put it it another way. 
it was the Adam West of today, which is more or less, you know, like self, like Shatner, yeah, like like Shatner's very self-deprecating. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, mindful of what he did before, but sort of poking fun of what he did before, and and uh, sh- the movie allowed that side of Adam to come across as he recollected what uh, he did back then, and the same goes with the Dilligan's Island uh, movie. And yeah, I think both of those still gave something to the fans, yet were respectful of the fans, and it was enjoyable. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-826-5884-800-826-5884-800-826-5884-800-826-5884. That's 800-826-5884. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.